Now, this is the Coen Brothers Movie Club. Yep. But this isn't a movie, and it's not by the Coen Brothers. This is sort of an appendix edition, sort of like a, uh, it's like a, not, is that what I mean, appendix? appendix. Uh, Yeah, it's uh, like. Compend, not compendium. It's the Silmarillion of the Coen Brothers movie podcast. I I can get down with that. I can get down with that. The Fargo season four, just as an, as an entire entity. Yeah. Which I'm used to doing things bit by bit. So we'll see how this goes. Right. Yeah, I know. It's, I. I don't think I've ever talked about an entire season of TV at once. Yeah. Um, I like Chris Rock in this. By the way, for the one person listening to this, um, I'm Peter. Who are you? Bill. Uh, Spoilers for this season. Yeah. Watch the entire season. From the get-go. Just front to back. We don't have time to worry about. There's a pandemic going on. It's been a while since you and I have recorded anything, Bill. I know. The last thing we recorded was... Uh, oh, uh, we, rec- we did record in a pandemic. Yeah, the man who wasn't there. And it must have been just before I moved house. Because I made some reference to the old man who mows like every week. And that was at the old house. <laughs> yeah, and, and I was living in my friend's basement. Oh, and I've moved. So. There wasn't much pandemic talk in that episode. <clears throat> Maybe, I don't know how much there's going to be in this one. <clears throat> I feel like that was back in the day. That was in the, that was in the time, well, here I am doing pandemic talk, but I feel that that was back in the time when the main thing I was worried about was touching things. I believe at that time I was going to the grocery store without a mask, but I was worried about the surfaces primarily. Mm-hmm. And now it's precisely the opposite. Mm-hmm. Uh, the surf. I mean, obviously, you still want to be careful about the surfaces, but you're not likely it, to catch COVID from the cereal box in your cabinet. I mean, <laughs> what I've heard, what I've heard people say is you can't really get it from surfaces unless you're like, you like touch the thing and then shove your fingers in your mouth. Yeah. So, which was one of my favorite pastimes a year ago. So I've had to really kick that habit. You guys, you gotta scale that back sometime. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, it's just just for not that this is like super timely or anything, but just so that we can listen back on this and be like, oh, that's the day. So it's December fourteenth. Yes, twenty twenty. That's when the day recording. that this the electoral college is going to be vo- uh, voting. Yeah. Or the or not the electoral college, but that that state legislatures are going to be choosing electors. Oh, is that today? I thought it was. Yeah. I thought they also voted today or no. That's not I the case. I think the electoral college votes in like January 5th or something. Oh, okay. Okay. But uh, apparently in the state of Michigan, there's some something going on in Michigan to prevent the state legislature from, from choosing electors or something. It's just, it's just all a shit show. Yeah. And anyway, we, yeah. So so there's that. And also, the first person in the United States got got the vaccine today. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Much of the vaccine was made in my hometown of Kalamazoo, Michigan. What? There was a yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Pfizer vaccine is being manufactured in Kalamazoo, but it's the one that has to be kept at minus seventy. And so there are these. There was this footage I saw on Twitter of 
these trucks pulling out of there, but there are these like super weird looking trucks because they're not just your regular refrigerated trucks. They're like your super hardcore refrigerated trucks. Keeping huh. it minus 70 in there. Yeah. Wait, let's see. Um, minus 70 trucks. <laughs> let's see what it looks like. Images. These are just trucks. I know. The ones I saw looked more a little bit more heavy duty than that. Let's look at the Tribune India. Oh. Let's see if they got an image. No image. Oh, no. It's just a Pfizer billboard. Wait, go, scroll down. Oh, never mind. Nope. I think that was a picture of that was a picture of the Pfizer facility in Kalamazoo. It's potentially go, yeah. go scroll up, scroll up, scroll up. Yep. The 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 address on that says. 7,000 yep. Portage Road. Yep, that's that's in Kalamazoo right there. I always forget you're you're from Michigan. I always think it's uh, it's Minnesota, but that's where mm -hmm. you went to school. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, but Fargo season four. Speaking of Minnesota. Oh yeah. And also, uh, where where did this take place? Kansas City. Kansas City. Hey, that's where yeah. you live. I mean, you don't live there now, but you live in. I was Missouri. there the other day. I was well. I was in Kansas City, Kansas the other day. <clears throat> oh, it's that's come on, come on, guys. You know, and Label it's, them it's funny. One or two. I know, and you know, here's the thing about Missouri. Missouri used to be a purple state or even a blue state, but what has happened is it has become a, a very, very deep red state. And I think one of the major reasons is the two major metropolitan areas of this state both spill over into other states, thereby meaning mm. that a huge percent, like a large portion of the sort of urban vote is yeah. not in this state, which really prevents Missouri, which really prevents Democrats from winning state, statewide offices in, in Missouri, or it's, it makes it very, very hard. Kansas City, there's only one Kansas City, but it is in both states. Well, Kansas City, Missouri and Kansas City, Kansas. They're two separate cities. They're two separate cities. Okay, I was picturing like a city that is on, it, that that doesn't exist though, right? A city that's on the border that is well, split it, between two. The border, but there's no, there's no legal way that a city could exist in two different states. I see, okay. Yeah. A city, as soon as they're as soon as you're in a different state, it has to be a different city because all if, of the mechanics. But if that rule didn't exist, is Kansas City essentially the same thing? Is it? Are yeah, they right next to each other? It's all one big metro area. Yeah. Oh, I did not like, know that. Yeah, it's all big one big metro area, and um, the Kansas huh. City Kansas side is as a little bit more suburban. Like the downtown is in Missouri, mm. but. There's one like it and one part of the city, the border is a river, but not everywhere. Like in much of the city, it's like you're just going along through regular old neighborhood and you cross the street and then suddenly you're in Kansas. Huh. That's interesting. And you know, the there's maybe not an exact parallel, but like Fargo the movie takes place largely in Minnesota, but you know, there's the one scene yeah. in Fargo, North Dakota. But mm -hmm. it's as if, I don't know, I, I feel like Fargo might as well be part of Minnesota. Not, not that it's nearby or anything, but. Well, but, isn't, it on the, isn't Fargo kind of on the border? Let's see. 
Fargo, Indy. Yeah, it's right on the border. Um, it's a large portion of the sort of Fargo metropolitan area is in it's in more it's Moorhead, Minnesota. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Because it's Fargo Moorhead, um, mm -hmm. the the thingy, the university there, college yep. or whatever. Yep. Moorhead State University, Minnesota State University, Moorhead. That's funny. Yeah. So trying to see if no there's nothing there's if we look at this red border huh. which may or may not be doesn't look like any's in minnesota yeah it looks like in that case the river is a border between yeah the two so there's this at least when you cross the river it's like this sort of uh very clear okay i've crossed from one state into the other but if you zoom in on kansas city the border is only a river a little bit of the stretch mostly it's just oh yeah it's just you know so it's if you kind are, of just a free-for-all yeah just kind of a free-for-all like if you're over in the area around like um south of downtown near like midtown you're just kind of driving around driving along 39th street and then as soon as you pass the chipotle you're in kansas that's so basically. weird yeah it's so weird all right um technically that, where we were was overland park which is sort of a huge kansas suburb of kansas uh, here City. we go yeah right there um i didn't put that together until we were just talking about it but that's yeah. that yeah fargo kind of exists as you know similar to this kansas city oh yeah that's a good point that's hmm yeah, hmm. that's right? an interesting that's, that's, parallel, right? That's what I was making. That's the point I was yeah. making. Yeah, and 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 a lot of the show takes place in Kansas. Yeah, one of one of the episodes takes place entirely outside of liberal Kansas. Does any of do they go to Fargo at all in this series? No, but in people from Fargo four. come down. Who comes down from Fargo? Some hired guns. So if in the scene where Josto and Gaetano are in the backyard just hanging out. And some gunmen like roll up on them. Yeah, those are some guns from Fargo that were in league with Loy Cannon, who were brought down. Loy Loy brought them down as extra guns against uh, the Fadas. That's right. Didn't really, it didn't really help. Like Loy, played by Chris Rock, the leader yep. of the of the Black Crime Syndicate. Yep. Cannon Limited. I don't. I didn't remember that being the name. Yeah, me neither. Um. I loved Chris Rock in this, honestly. He was great. Yeah. I have you seen him in any crimey type roles like that? I think he he starred in something, but I didn't see. Um, he was he was in. Um, he was in a different series. Uh, where is it? In different series. Anyways, I, I liked I liked his performance in this. I thought it was yeah, great. Me too. Yeah, he was great. And uh Glenn Turman was great, I think. Uh, yeah. Every... Uh, as the has his sort of second in command. Did you see this clip of Glenn Turman that that's going around? It was a clip from one of the movies that he made in the 70s, um, where he starred as a pimp and some guy comes in. Uh, who is the husband or or boyfriend of the woman that he was sleeping with in 
the guy's like, what are you doing with my lady? And he like beats the crap out of the guy. I didn't see it. I think you sent it to me at one point on, on okay. a text message and I just never got around to watching it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's so over the top. Yeah, Glenn Turman. He was um, married to Aretha Franklin. Whoa. Yep. Did you know that or did you just find that out? I found it out a few, like a couple weeks ago. Oh. He was married to Aretha Franklin from 1978 to 1984. Look at that. Look at that young picture of him they have. On Wikipedia? Yeah. Yeah. Peyton Place. I, I don't think I've ever seen him in it. Have I seen him in anything? Yes. He plays Mayor Royce in uh, The Wire. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He he's great. That's the first thing I that's the first thing I ever saw him in. Did did you know just by sight who played um who played the Smutney father? Did you put it together or did you find out after oh. the fact? Oh, oh, um the the funeral parlor owner. Mm -hmm. Uh I did, uh, especially because my wife my wife <laughs> it's 2020 yeah we, I know. we had a especially new because, we had a new borat especially yeah i know especially because emily is a big andrew bird fan so she she spied him right away oh interesting and apparently that's the first thing he's ever acted in yeah um, and I, I assume some of the whistling on the soundtrack must have been him no that'd be funny if it wasn't andrew bird yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> they go uh -huh. <laughs> listen I mean, imagine that conversation is like hey it's like listen andrew we've got we're we're bringing somebody else in for the whistling <laughs> I, I could do it guys i'm right here uh, why don't i just pop up no, why you know it's it's a busy shoot how about we have you know spike whistletooth do it yep ah. <laughs> um okay yeah yeah he was great um i His feel life like was great his daughter was great. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. There is a thing. Let's let's hear it. When I look back on this season of Fargo season 4, I remember with great fondness many pieces, but I can't help but feel a little bit like in terms of the overall arc of the story there ended up not being very much there, there. I, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I think that it, I think that the final episode was super um, anticlimactic. Yep. Like the final episode felt like everything that happened in that episode was just kind of checking off the boxes of storing up, fill, tying up the storylines. Um, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. <clears throat> um, and, and I don't know, like the whole thing with Orietta Mayflower, her whole storyline, the way it resolved, I was like, that was it. That was her. That was her purpose in this in this whole show. Let me and let then, me yeah, let okay. Me, let me make one objection as far as that okay. goes. Okay. Um, I mean, Coen Brothers have a history in their movies of making like these big events just happen. You know, it's like it's their movies are about people looking for motive, and there's not a motive. It's it's Anton Chigur is just this thing that acts, right? That's true. It, it's not. There's no. Why is he doing this? The, what what was his childhood like? It doesn't fucking matter. It's like yeah, 
He's just I doing say, I, that, that's true. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, and, and in the original Fargo, the, what's his name? Um, not, I want to say Stellan Starsguard, but I know that's not the same Peter Stromare. Guy. Yeah. Peter Stromare. Um, he, he's the same way. He's just this oaf that's yeah. murderous. Um, so I think her just being this murderous creature and having it end the way it ends, like it's similar. Yeah. It, it, uh, I, I kind of liked that. I kind of like that. Yeah, because and even even in uh, No Country for Old Men, the way the way Llewellyn dies, there's no like it's not like he <laughs> dies off screen. screen. Yeah, he yeah. dies off screen and he's just dead. It's just dead. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. And, and uh, just to belabor this a little bit more, I feel like that's true to life. Have And maybe maybe I'm extra morbid recently because my dad died this year. But that's kind of the way it was. It was just like, you know, there, there's no there's no opera singer at the end or like yeah. Rosebud or whatever. It's just like somebody's there one day and then they're dead and they die from a happenstance or whatever, you know? Yeah, that's true. So anyways, Nothing, things don't always come together in tight in neat little bows. No, no. And and I think, yeah, I think that's a Coen Brothers theme. However, though they often they often have the things sort of like flow better because i think mm -hmm. you're right I, I i even read that like initially the director what's the director's name of the show yeah noah holly yeah noah holly had asked for 10 episodes and then he had to come back and go uh i need 11. oh interesting it turns out i need 11 and they're like oh fine Okay, fine. Here's okay. eleven. And I also think that they had to interrupt the filming for the pandemic and sh and like shut it down for several months. Yeah, and then finish it up like months later. <clears throat> we we are we're watching. We have like playing in the background the the thing on our on our Zoom call, and we have the final episode up. And this is that that bit that you're talking about. The nice touch was when Orietta asked to watch him die first yeah, that was good yeah because i feel like that that shows her character it's like oh she's just she likes to she's a murderous insane person what mm -hmm. did they what did they say um uh at some point at some point josto played by jason jason schwartzman um he says why didn't you tell me you're a demented hag <laughs> <laughs> and they make the point of this new york times article they say like like i thought you were like murdering as like part of your deal like that's what i have to do it's my business i have like a reason behind it you're just this demented psychopath mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i thought that I think that one of the things about her character that I felt was taking the quirkiness just a little too far was the way she walked. That was I th I thought her walk was just too much of a muchness. She walked like a 
like a duck with a like banana shoved up its ass or something. It was just this weird little shuffling. I don't know. It was, it was very odd. It it was very, it was a little too much for me. I hadn't seen her in anything until I saw her in, in that Kaufman movie. Which oh, yeah. name escapes me that came out this mm-hmm. year. What is I'm that? I'm thinking name? of ending things. I'm thinking of ending things. And I I thought, why is this lady talking out of the side of her mouth the whole time? Hmm. Like, is it does she just hmm. is that is that just the way she talks? Or is I guess my po- to your point, like, is she just an actress who's like, oh, I'm gonna have these weird affectations for everything. I'm gonna talk out of the side of my mouth, I'm gonna like kind of like walk like this um you know so in what i've seen her in let's see i saw her in wild rose um wild rose yeah she plays a scottish um folk singer and she did not have any strange talking affect in that is it just me about the talking outside of her mouth that she does that in in i'm thinking of ending things right I haven't seen them thinking of any things. Oh, you haven't seen it? Okay. No, I wasn't very interested. I don't know. Everything I heard about it made me sound like, it made me kind of think I would just sort of find it kind of indulgent and frustrating. Um, yeah, if you're not, if you're not like a, a Kaufman completist, then you probably mm-hmm. don't need to see it. But I, I mean, I liked it. It's got Plemons and... Plemons is good. I like, I like Jesse Buckley. I mean, she's good. So I've seen her in Chernobyl... Uh, Wild Rose and uh, Fargo. Do you think when they were filming, I'm thinking of ending things, do you think they called them by their last names like eighth graders in gym class? Hey, Plemons. Because, <laughs> I mean, you couldn't say Jesse. No. If they're in the oh, same Oh, good scene. point. Good point. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. J- hey, JP. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Or JP and JB. It's I'm too sorry. Similar. Yeah. Too similar. Hey, JP. <laughs> hey, JP. JP. Did you say? Yeah. JP, go. Yeah. If you've got if you've got a stuffed up nose, it sounds the same either way. JP. Hey, JP. So they probably they probably was the eighth graders in gym class method. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So season four of Fargo, unlike all of the previous seasons, was filmed in Chicago, Illinois. I believe seasons one, mm. two, and three were all filmed up in Canada. Huh. Uh-huh. This one was Why would they Chicago. do it in I guess because I guess because of the tax breaks. Yeah, you got the tax breaks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a we're doing we're doing um inside jokes from years and years and years ago. Oh my god, this guy, this this let's see if I can anonymize this. A a person that I knew his who's father was mexican-american and had and looked very thoroughly mexican-american but had the thickest chicago illinois accent mm-hmm. which happened he was chicago from way back way back old school uh, teamster he was he was a teamster like he was yep. in the teamster truck driving union yep um had guns <laughs> Didn't talk much. <laughs> Referred to um, um, what's the guy's name? The guy that the guy uh, Joey Pants. It's like, oh yeah, I met Joey Pants on several occasions. 
I was always going down. Now lives down in now lives down in Florida in a McMansion. He would always go. He would always go to the movie sets and get. He had pictures of his daughter and Macaulay Culkin posing together, like as children. Because mm-hmm. 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 of the tax breaks, I was like, "Oh, look at the." <laughs> was I driving with? Was no, it was Matt. It was Matt that was driving with him somewhere. Because no, it was me. Oh, it because- was you. Yeah, he picked me up from the airport upon a return because we stayed overnight because we like all of us had a super early morning flight out of the Orlando airport the next morning. Different flights. You were going one place. I was going someplace else. But we stayed over in his house and I left my car at his house. And when I came back, he came to the airport, picked me up and uh, took me back to his house and I got my car and drove home. But as we were driving around suburban uh, Orlando, there were all these random vacant lots where there are cattle, and he said, "Yeah, people do. People get cows for the tax breaks." But you, but you had made the comment previous. You were like, "Oh, you were just right." Weren't you just trying to make make a conversation and like, "Oh, right. I'm just oh, look at the how about that? How about those cows, Ray?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. but I'm not. That's probably not his real name. <laughs> just look at those cows. He's like, they Larry. Put them, they put them there for the tax breaks. Yep. Love karate. Put one cow on your piece of suburban property, and then you're an agricultural, uh, you know, you're an agricultural entity, and then you get some tax breaks. I'm gonna do that. (laughs) He he was a karate enthusiast. Oh, he played. Um, he his his apartment was so sparse, and just he had a computer, which the main purpose of the computer was just to play solitaire on, Hmm. like. That dude was maybe the coolest person I've ever met in my life. That's all of those things that amount to super fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Scary as hell, too. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> that was quite a quite a rat hole we went I, down. Listen, I've, I've come to the conclusion that I would rather just do... Rat holes. Just, just go down them. I'm not going to avoid them anymore. So anyways... All yeah. seasons one through one, two, and three were filmed in Calgary, but season four was filmed in Chicago. Okay, I was gonna say I would think it would be cheaper to record in Kansas to just film it in Kansas City, but it probably doesn't look like they wanted it to look. They probably yeah, needed they, the aesthetic of of old school Chicago. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I think maybe they they identified certain neighborhoods in Chicago that still look more like mid century Kansas City. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What? 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 Other overarching things. So, I thought that it, the ghost was I, not that interesting. I thought the ghost thing was sort of. I don't know. Not. I, I didn't find it very interesting. It was sort of. How like, did I miss? We're it? missing something. We're missing some supernatural thing. We just got to throw something in. Okay, let's have a ghost appear in the background of certain. How scenes. did I miss it? How did I miss it until the very end? Like it's sort of subtle. It's in the background. You've got to be really looking. That's that's Noah Hawley putting his Noah Hawley spin on things, right? Because yeah, it's not. It, it's very outside of the way Coen Brothers work. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there was the alien thing in the man who wasn't there. Yeah, but I think you're right. I don't think the Coen brothers ever put hide something in the background of a scene. That's not their mo. But there's no ghosts. They don't do supernatural. No, there's no ghosts in any of their stuff. 
No. Right? No. I mean, I guess if you wanted to be pe- a pedant about it, um, there's a ghost in the Ballad of Buster Scruggs when he dies and he's okay. like playing the harp going up to heaven. Going <laughs> Man. <laughs> but that that's just a that's just a, a a bugs bunny bit that's not i don't know an angel that's an angel that's not a ghost right yeah i suppose it's an angel yeah 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 maybe an angel is a type of ghost not all ghosts are angels mm. okay i can see that yeah um yeah yeah it, it did, i don't know it it seemed like a too many elements. Why didn't they just eliminate some of the elements and just focus in? Yeah, and it's like, I mean, it was all really well acted. I mean, everybody was great in this, but it just, I mean, you know, you get you get uh, uh, Timothy Oliphant's character, who is a big deal until he's just not, which is again. It's Fine. Their thing. I don't. I, yeah. It's the yeah. thing. People just get dispatched unceremoniously. Um, but the thing to yeah. to arguing against my own point, though, you can't do that every single time. Yeah. Like, like you, I don't feel like you can do it every single time because then it becomes a formula, which it sort of was in this. It's like Gaetano. That's the big. That's the big dude, right? Mm-hmm. Gaetano gets killed kind of the same way by accident. Yeah. Um, which I think was a reference to Lady Killers. No, not I Lady it, Killers. Uh, um, yeah, Intolerable Cruelty. Intolerable Cruelty, yeah, because the, the big dumb guy dies that same way. Wheezy Joe, yeah. Wheezy Joe, you remember it? Or have you seen mm-hmm. it recently? No, I just remembered it. I can't. Man, I am astounded at how you can remember this shit. Well, I cannot I remember know. that stuff. Wheezy Joe. Um, I mean, he is an asthmatic. That's and I'm an asthmatic, so you know. He's an asthmatic. Listen, I you're an asthmatic. I'm a. I'm an asthmatic. Yes, yes. Brent told me on the phone. (laughs) Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's only that. So one of the things. Okay, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just. Um. If it's only that, then I feel like. To be the the outlier should be like oh holy crap he died by that unceremoniously the only uh, there's a few that didn't happen like that like when they kill Doctor Senator that wasn't <laughs> like just happenstance that was like right that was built up to for sure yeah yeah and and Loy didn't die like that either because no. that, that was that was sort of a classic mystery thing like oh you forgot about this person yep. Which I totally she was left had. as a, a dangling thread. She died because she blamed Loy for killing um, her girlfriend, right? right. Well, and Loy truly was to blame because Loy gave up where they were at to um, Timothy Oliphant's character. Yeah. Or not Timothy Ol- did did he tell Timothy Oliphant or did he tell the um, the the other guy, the OCD Tim- guy? Um. Because I thought he one told- of the it was I thought it was one Timothy Oliphant when Timothy Oliphant's in Loy's house, Timothy Oliphant goes over to Loy's oh, house. Oh and- right, right, right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. He convinces him that Timothy Oliphant says, "Look, I'm I'll leave you alone if you just tell me where these women are," and he sort of 
Loy kind of is like, well, I don't really want to give up these women, but on the other hand, it, it'd be, it's be a bigger problem for me if this federal marshal keeps dogging me. So I'm just going to give them up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm reminded when you said like, there's all, we were talking about how there's all of these moving pieces and all of these people, it's like Timothy Oliphant. And then we got Chris Rock and then we got, uh, Jesse, what's the B? Buckley. Buckley. Um, all these great actors. I'm reminded of when I saw the band Oysterhead in 2001. Oysterhead has Stuart Copeland from The Police, Les Claypool from mm. Primus, and Trey Anastasio from Fish. Uh-huh. And I told one of my friends who was like similar music head at the time, it's like, I'm going to go see them. He's like, it's, they're just going to be playing over each other. It's just <laughs> like, yeah, the all, I love all of those people, but it's like it's like too much talent almost. I don't know. Did it suffer from that? You think it probably didn't suffer from that. It was more. It was more too much plot. Yeah, maybe too much plot. So much. Yeah, yeah. and and some of the devices didn't work that well. Like, like the ring where the um. What's her character's name? The daughter. Ethelreda. Yeah, Ethelreda. Played by I cannot I cannot pronounce that. Emiri? 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 Crutchfield. Um she was great. That, yeah, she, I thought so too. She was great. But but yeah, the premise of her like Oh, I I researched and I found the ring and then the I know that the ring is belongs to this guy and then I know if I give it to Chris Rock, he'll give it to the to the Fadas, and like, there's no way, there's no way she would have pieced each and everything together, right? Like that's that's sort of it was a bit of a stretch, much. yeah. Um, so her 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 thing was that if I can, Chris Rock will let my family get out from the, under the debt because I'm going to prove to him that. Um, that what exactly <laughs> like that what is, what is the way she figured it out she so she was cleaning the house for orietta she yep. found all of the dead people's stuff she sort right. of haphazardly grabbed some some stuff on the way out she went and researched who that ring belonged to she found out that it belonged to um josto's dad who had died right, right. and then she figured out also that um Orietta was that guy's nurse. I don't know how. See, that's the piece where, like, how could she have known that he, that Josto and Orietta were together? I don't think she knew that part because that's sort of the crux was um, that ring proved to the old uh, guy whose name I don't remember. Do you remember the old guy who takes over at the very end? Yeah, and he's been uh, he's been the Violante. Okay, the sort of old gray-haired guy who kind of ends up as the head honcho of yeah. the Italians at the end. Yeah, yeah. So Chris Rock shows that to to Alante or whatever the guy's name is, and and then that therefore proves the guilt oh, okay. of Josto. Oh, okay, yeah, that was a lot. 
that was a lot to be the because I mean that that plot point had been built up to for several episodes, and when it was all laid out, I found myself not quite following it. <laughs> Maybe that's a failing on my part. Yeah, it's the show's part. Well, it's a little bit of like a Sherlock Holmes answer to a thing, which is it was a little. Yeah. Did I tell you this? How did we talk about this already? How I did not realize until I was much older that all of the Sherlock Holmes. Oh, it's pure deduction was just a shtick. Like Mm. I thought when I was a little kid, I genuinely bought into that. So when he was like, oh, well, clearly the sand represents the Sahara. And by deduction of just seeing your fingernails or what have you, I know that you didn't do it or, or, you know, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I thought that, I thought that you could genuinely come to those conclusions like that. Oh, uh, <laughs> like that's what real detectives would do. Just, yeah, just the principle of deduction. I was always just like, oh, well, <laughs> this is how you can be smart with things. And I was not, it was, I was, I'm not even going to tell you how old I was, much older. You were today like, years old? Were you today years old, as they say on the internet? No, not today years old. Okay. Not today years old. <laughs> No, I didn't. Um, I didn't just put it together live on air. But um, another thing that yeah. uh, so I'm, I'm going to go in a completely random direction just here. Go, go off. So one of the things that the show was supposed to hinge on was what an intimidating character, uh, what an intimidating character Gaetano Fada is. Right, he's the big, scary psychotic Italian gangster. He used to work for Mussolini, you know, just terribly terrifying person. But I couldn't get over how much that character reminded me of the character Nacho Libre as played by Jack Black. (laughs) Have you seen like Google Nacho Libre and look at a picture of what Jack Black looks like in that movie. And I promise you. <laughs> no, yeah. And he's kind of, yeah. they're doing, they're doing similar like faces. Yeah. Similar faces, similar mustache, similar <laughs> yeah. sort of manic, uh, sort of manic char- uh, characteristics yep. and line delivery. Yeah. It was very distracting to me. It was like, I kept thinking, oh my God, what is Nacho Libre doing in this movie? <laughs> I, I'm so glad you didn't tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, this this picture we're looking at. Because this guy, Salvatore Esposito, apparently he's he's in, there's this Italian television series called Gomorrah about organized crime. And apparently he's like super well-known in Italy for his work in that show. Huh. And he's like, you know, super well-known as being this terrifying mafioso criminal um, and so he's pretty famous in Italy and this is like his first, um, first role in English or first role in America. And oh, he, he kinda, was, he kind of uh, plays in that series. I'm just looking at an image of him. He kind of plays like a semi mohawked more, more up to date, like okay. no, no facial hair. You can see him right there. Right. Um, like neck tattoos. Oh, I, me, I keep forgetting that I can look at, oh yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because it's it's about modern day mafia. It's not about like old timey. It's about like now now now's a day. Um, now's a day. Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be a really good show. I've been oh. kind of wanting to see it, but anyway, that's what he's known yeah. for. 
Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, that's funny. The, uh, th- there, so circling back to the Orietta thing, mm-hmm. one of the things I didn't like about that is it's sort of, it's not that flattering to have like the hysterical woman killer thing. It's yeah. a little, it's a little like shitty 1940s watch out for these hysterical women bullshit, you know? Yeah, it is a little bit. And, and you could say, well, you see, though, he's doing a twist because usually, like, the Coen brothers would have the Orietta character be the Marge Gunderson character. So really, it's a twist on, on that twist. Hmm. But if you do a twist on a twist, then it's just going to flip it back to the crazy yeah maybe nurse maybe yeah i feel like yeah she she certainly has the minnesota accent in common with marge gunderson but but not nothing really more than that no but i think that's enough for you to to equate you know at least to to say one can't help but draw the parallel yeah um the and I liked the I liked the stuff in the movie. I mean, in the series, with all the monologues. I know people were people were sort of like saying that they thought the monologues were too heavy-handed. That was my favorite part of all of it. It was just like there were some good one, ones. Yeah, like Chris Rock saying all these like super good thing. Like, and I think it was that was one of the deficiencies of season three that this one I think corrected. I think I think that season three really failed whenever it tried to have a character like monologuing. Hmm. I'm I'm even. Oh, that's right. That's right. Season three was the one where Ewan McGregor played his brothers and yeah, Mary and David Hewlett said was that yeah. Him? Oh, that's Speaking, right. Yeah. yeah. Did you know? Did you know that um that uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Ewan McGregor divorced their um their respective spouses to be with each other after that show. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Yeah. I guess. What? Yeah. There's some, there's, if you read the tabloids, there's some, there's some uh, strong feelings about you and McGregor held toward, let's say there are some strong feelings held toward Ms. Mary Elizabeth Winstead by you and McGregor's children from his first marriage. Whoa. Uh, are they is is any of the argument uh, about their age difference or anything? I imagine he's no, I don't think so. Older. I don't think age differences. I mean, he's older. He's she's late thirties. He's late forties. So oh, yeah. does not that much. No, who cares? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. We're sort of we're sort of bouncing around all over the place here. But I thought what? well, let's let's talk about some of the strengths. So I thought that uh, Ben Wishaw's character, Rabbi Milligan, was great. Oh man, I it was yeah, excellent. I I really like Ben Wishaw and everything. In fact, one of the things, one of the sort of running jokes in our family, our little our little household here, is that I'm constantly bringing up the fact that we need to see the movies Paddington and Paddington Two, because. Everyone says they're really, really good. I've heard they're really and, good, yeah. And Ben Wishaw is in them. And I really like Ben Wishaw. And so every time, like after each episode of Fargo, I'd be like, Emily, we need to watch Paddington and Paddington 2. 
He was um, great. That the yeah. Wizard of Oz episode. Oh, that was so good. Oh my! I I just kept thinking, like, I know that that there have been popular weird TV. Like, it's not like Fargo's the first popular weird TV thing to happen, right? You know, because right. uh, Twin Peaks and um, I mean, Twin Peaks is the biggest one that I think of. There's probably some others, but yeah, I just kept thinking. There are like, this is in the public consciousness now. There are millions of people watching this weird ass black and white, like lines drawn the middle, lines drawn down the middle of everything. I was just so excited by how weird and arty it was and by how many people were watching it, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. so fucking and, cool. Um, and if that, if that episode had been like a two hour movie, it would have been so good. Like I would have watched two hours. I would have watched that episode for two hours. Yeah. That's how good it was. Who did, I'm imagining Noah Hawley directed that one. Let's see. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's towards the end. Birth, birthplace of civilization. Layaway. Nadir. East West. That was the one. No, Michael Uppendahl. Michael Uppendahl, he is known for directing episodes of Mad Men, American Horror, St Horror Story, Legion, and Glee. Yeah. So he's just sort of a journeyman TV director, but with a lot of pretty high, pretty prestige TV credits under his belt. It was so good. It yeah, was it was. So, it was so good. It was. And yeah, the kid actor was great mm -hmm. in that. I mm -hmm. mean, that... I didn't really give much thought to that. I mean, not not that I didn't give thought to him because he's good, but I I sort of just was sympathetic to his station. I didn't really like connect with him, but that you really connect with the kid there. Yeah, and that definitely that moment when the guys drive up in the truck and and are like taunting him, and you don't know what he's gonna do, and he just basically like. I think he says no to everything, you know, no to everything, no to you, no to everything you just said. This is my world. I just let you live in it. <laughs> like that, yeah, no. was, that was so good. Oh, it's so good. I think that's the one that'll stick with me from all the, For everything sure. from this, from this me too. series. Yep. That was an awesome episode. That was like a standout from all four seasons of the whole show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was like but the but it it like the the rest of the series didn't quite reach those high heights at any point. No. But what this series does better than other ones though as and people have argued that that it doesn't do it that well but at least they bring up the the subject of race in America. That's true. Know? That's true. And That's true. Brothers, it was better. Yeah. And even the Cohen brothers suck at that. They Yeah. It's not really <laughs> their interest. No. No. Yeah. That's at all sure. like no ever well yeah. let's think here no not really <laughs> I, mean, I, I i mean yeah we've you know we've covered all, all those movies up until well, now well we'll have to we're getting close to having to watch uh the lady killers so we'll see we'll see i think that is probably their Ooh. show that is their movie with the most black characters in it that's true so we'll see how it we'll see how it goes <laughs> that's true yeah yeah um wait i'm trying to think maybe uh burn after reading 
No? I can't think of any black characters in that. <laughs> they are. T- I, I like them as directors, but come on, guys. Yeah. So, okay, this is a this is a bit of a tangent, but um, I want to see that. I want to see that movie that basically just crossed a uh, cast ag- against type, cross casted. Um, that David Copperfield movie. That oh yeah, out. I want to see that too. Yeah, because they they just they just cast characters and they don't give yeah. explanations. It's Co- just, colorblind casting. So cool. So yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, see that. The Great was good. Did you watch The Great? The Great. No, you told me about it. No, it's really good. That. And they also do colorblind casting. It takes oh. place in the court, the the Russian imperial court, but it's it's got, you know, people of various races. The uh, Written by the person from the writer of The Favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like The Favorite. Yeah. I honestly think I like The Favorite a lot too. And I, I think the, the Great is just as good. And oh. apparently there's going to be a season two, which is pretty exciting. Well, you just talked me into watching it. Gonna, yeah, I really liked it. it. And I like, um, what's her name? The lead actress. Uh, is, uh, yeah, she's really good. One of the, of the Dakota Fanning uh, tribe yep. somewhere in there. Yep. She's, she she is the other example. So so like uh, one of the one of the things that I'm, I'm likely to bring up at a cocktail party, not that I go to cocktail parties these days, but uh, if you did the, go to a cocktail, if party. I did go to cocktail parties, one of the things I like to bring up is how uh, the key to being a successful prestige actress is to be the younger sibling of a child star. Oh, okay. okay. So Dakota Fanning, no one talks about Dakota, Dakota Fanning, but Elle Fanning, she's like killing it. Uh, uh, the Olsen twins. Nobody talks about the Olsen twins, but Elizabeth Olsen, she's killing it. Elizabeth uh, Macaulay Olsen. Culkin, nobody talks about Macaulay Culkin, but Kieran Culkin, he's killing it, and so on and so forth. Yeah. No, I like that. Do you I like watch, that theory. Do you watch Succession? No, it's it's oh, another man. one that's that's hasn't made it hasn't made it on there. But yeah, super good, really really good stuff. Succession, I think you'd like it. Yeah, uh, I, I I from everything I've read. But I, I know I would. It's just, it's yeah. just, there's, too, there's endless, too much, too much, there's too much stuff, too much yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. So I liked, I liked the, the race stuff. Look, all of a sudden Hulu decided to show us. It's always sunny. Even hmm. though we were watching Fargo. Um, what is going on over there? Sorry. I have a dog. Somebody don't. So I've got out. some, I got some, uh, I got some, uh, oh, yeah, trivia got questions. Some trivia. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. So the uh, it seems to me like the reason they set this this season in Kansas City is because I think they were trying to choose sort of a generic American city, right? Like Kansas City is about as close as you could get to the generic American city. You know what I mean? It's like, I think that they couldn't have chosen a city on the East Coast because those are too old. I think that part of the story was that, okay, Kansas City is a relatively, it's a younger American city. It's a place where these immigrant groups can come in and make their mark. And they make their mark through organized crime perhaps, but nevertheless, they are making their mark. So what year was Kansas City founded as a city? Mm. Mm. Was it? 1825, 
1901? I think it's one of the 1800s. I feel like cowboy movies are always talking about Kansas City. So it has to be like in the 1800s. Yep. Kansas City. I made my way through Kansas City. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so so now so now that I've narrowed it down to that, now it's just a matter of of guessing how you, Bill Fisher, would would form these <laughs> form these answers like do you want me to think it's the oldest one or the newest one or am i most likely to choose let's just go in the middle what was the middle of the 1800 ones 50. 1850 let's say yeah. 1850 that's correct <laughs> 1850 is correct <laughs> yep yep but st louis was founded in 1764 whoa by the french um dang yeah so one of the things that one of the things that I also talk about living in Missouri is like Kansas City and St. Louis are the two major cities of the of the state, obviously, but they're from totally different eras. St. Louis feels like an old East Coast city. Like mm-hmm. Saint, there are neighborhoods in St. Louis that feel like they're Baltimore or Washington, D.C. or Boston or someplace like that because it's so much older. Whereas Kansas City feels a lot like Minneapolis, for example, mm-hmm. right? No, it feels no older than Minneapolis, and Minneapolis feels no older than you know mid nineteenth century. When was um, Minneapolis uh, founded? I'm going to guess around the same time, 1856. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So that, that was one. one. That was one trivia question. Uh, let's see. Next trivia question. So. Loy can't not Loy Cannon, but um, Doctor Senator. One point in the in the show famously has a monologue in which he talks about how during World War II he was a JAG officer or whatever. I don't know if he was a, technically a JAG officer because black people were segregated in the military at that time. So he was he was a lawyer in the army, and he was involved in writing up the briefs for the prosecution of one of the Nazi war criminals. I believe it was for Hermann Göring who was the head of the Luftwaffe. Um, so this is of course in preparation for the, the Nuremberg trials. The Nuremberg trials happened between November of 1945 and the fall of 1946. How many Nazis were put on trial in the Nuremberg trials? Oh, Was it hmm. bet- between zero and 10? between 10 and 20, between 20 and 30, or between 30 and 40? Twenty and 30. That's correct, 24. Okay, and of those 24, how many were sentenced to death? Of those 24, how many were sentenced to death? Right. No options on this one, I just gotta guess. Um, no options. <laughs> um, I'm going to say around 10. Yeah, that's exactly right. 11 is oh. the answer. 11 is the answer. And, um, but only 10 of them were actually executed because um, uh, Hermann Goering managed to commit suicide the night before. So 11 were supposed to be killed by hanging, but only only 10 of them were actually executed that way because Hermann Goering somehow uh, committed suicide in his cell. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. That's related to this. Okay. If somebody's on death row mm-hmm. and they want to commit suicide, 
Yeah. Who cares? I know, man. That's that's a philosophical question almost. It's like it's because the state needs to, or the state or whatever authority needs to be the one to actually do it. Because it's to maintain of, its authority. Because it's of the we are the ones that are that are deciding it's like the retribution aspect of of crime and punishment you think is that do you think that's the retribution argument? or even almost just like the process aspect of it huh yeah yeah like i would think save taxpayers some money take all guards off of suicide watch for people that are on death row really yeah, yeah. i so, mean and the number of people by the, i'm anti-death penalty because the number of people on yeah death me too row are that are innocent not Ger gerbils or Goering or whoever you're talking about right. but i'm not talking about those not nazis but like everybody anyway okay of yes. the 24 people some were found guilty and sentenced to prison <clears throat> sentences mm. of life or a certain number of years um but some were acquitted so for example a guy called hans fritsche who was the head of the nazi propaganda ministry he was acquitted. Hmm. Um, Gustav Krupp von Bohlen und Halbach, the CEO of Krupp Industries, which is still a major German. Uh, it's a coffee company, right? I think that's among one. Of, that's one of the many things they make is coffee huh. makers. Yeah, his trial ended in no decision, and so did the trial of Robert Ley, the head of the German Labor Front. And then Franz von Papen was acquitted. Um, yeah. Dr. Hjalmar Schacht was acquitted. And some people were given 20-year sentences, like Albert Speer, an architect, was given a 20-year sentence. And yeah. Can, I wonder if anybody will be convicted of oh, man. treason or the the like with this whole trump nonsense i hope so man but it's probably not going to happen did you hear about yeah what go ahead did you hear about um there's this old democrat from new jersey i can't remember his name but he's like 80 some years old he's been in the house forever and he sent a letter to nancy pelosi saying that uh there was a rule in the house dating back from the reconstruction era which said that the leadership of the house can refuse to seat anybody who took part in sedition against the United States. So therefore I call on you, Nancy Pelosi, to refuse to seat all 120 Republican House of Representatives people that signed the amicus brief with this stupid lawsuit um, brought by the, the Texas Attorney General. The dumbest fucking thing, the, the, the like door closer on that argument that I've heard is all of these people that are saying that this election was a fraud and blah, 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 they got elected during right. this election. Right. So exactly. if you're going to make that argument, you're arguing against your own fine. Exactly. You're out. Exactly. Yeah. No, any, any, any Pennsylvania Republican who was elected to the House of Representatives in Pennsylvania, are, they're arguing that their own election needs to be tossed out. Fine. Uh, okay, cool. And well, not only that, but some of the state attorney gen attorneys general that joined this stupid lawsuit, they, they, their states had done the exact same election procedures. This, they had ex made the exact same decisions as the ones in Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and uh, wherever the first one is. Uh, Georgia. Do you think this is pro the whatever this we're 
kind of off the beaten path, but do you think that they that there's there's a couple of options? I think one is they believe what they're saying, mm-hmm. right? Like they mm-hmm. believe what they're saying is actually true, and they're just not following the thread through, right? Like maybe they've said yes, we were elected fine, but we we think that the votes for the president are no, those are the ones. Maybe maybe there's maybe there's votes that were only had the president filled in and those are the illegal ones, right? Like uh-huh. maybe they believe that. Okay. That's one option. Uh-huh. The other option is what they are saying, they know to be false and are putting on an act for people. And I, I feel like, I feel like that's the divide for the American people is that many of us think it's the second option Mm-hmm. And like the Republicans think it's a, like, oh, no, of course they believe it. That's it's exactly what they believe. Right. Yeah. Because if they actually believed it, then 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 you'd have to go like, OK, like, no, like, let's just sit down and like read through this and we can like walk you through why it's false. I feel like if that was the case, you would have hordes of people just being like, oh, shit, you're right. Like, of course, it couldn't have been like that. Yeah. Right. And the same thing with Trump. Does he actually believe the things that he's saying, or is he do, or is he knowingly, he knows what he's saying is completely fabricated. Right. I think he thinks so. I think that Trump only thinks about the statements that come out of his mouth in terms of. Does this help me? Does it not help me? And so it's almost like there's that there's that essay on bullshit, which makes the distinction between lies and bullshit. Bullshit is something that you say in pursuit of a goal, right? Bullshit is saying a thing with a certain goal in mind in which the truth or the falsity of the thing you're saying does not matter. All that it matters is whether you are getting toward the goal you seek or not. So whereas lies is like, I know what the truth is and I'm deliberately saying something other than the truth. Mm-hmm. I think with Trump, it's mostly bullshit. Yeah. Cause he's not even smart enough to know what is true. Like he's not I, even yeah. wrong. You know, yeah. like that, that philosophical thing, that philosophical principle of quote, not even wrong. It's like, <laughs> it's like in order to be lying, you first have to know what the truth is. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't, it doesn't dig, it, it doesn't scratch that far underneath. Yeah. It's just, he's just moving. He's just trying to move the ball down the field for himself. But everybody else, like those that go along with him, they've got to fucking know right like they're yeah. just it's it's they're just using this bull in a china shop as like whatever is because they don't want to lose their jobs they want to like they see like if we do this power grab then we'll then like my my uh endorsements will continue to come in and like right like that has to be it right yeah i guess i mean there's also i suppose people are terrified that that if Donald Trump tweets about some primary challenger to them, then they'll lose. Like, like yeah. I'm a fucking 
I'm a Republican in a deep red district in Oklahoma. So I, I definitely don't have to worry about losing an election to a, to a Democrat that like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. The only thing that I can, that could make me lose an election, however, would be if Donald Trump comes out in support of some primary challenger to me, and maybe they're terrified of that happening. So that's like their number one uh, uh, motivation here. I don't know. I heard the argument that those people that signed on just that, that the people that signed on to the brief knew it would go nowhere. Mm-hmm. They know he lost and they're just doing it just because the ramifications, if they don't from him are just like, I'm going to be screwed if I don't humor yeah. this person. Right. Ugh, terrible. Yeah. Oh, well, anyways. anyways. Okay. <laughs> Fargo. Okay. I've got, uh, let's see, uh, man, the way that the Nuremberg people were executed was by hanging, but mm. uh, the the trial decided to use what was called a short drop hanging instead of a long mm. drop hanging. Okay, ugh, you can you can imagine the consequences of that. I don't know what the consequences of that would be. Just that it's faster. Well, so uh, if if you if you are hanged and you fall a good six ten feet. Oh, it, it breaks the, your it, neck and you die the, immediately. The neck break. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whereas the, the Nazi war criminals, they were, they were like pushed off a, a short stool and oh, they God. struggled for between 18 and 24 minutes. Holy shit. Yeah. I guess that, okay. That's the argument against, against suicide is mm-hmm. the, the part of this. I want to make this person agonize while they die. Yeah. Jesus. I know. <laughs> I found a Wikipedia page with, with a list of all of their last their last words. Oh God, let's hear not all of them. But okay, hold let's on. hear. <laughs> this is this is getting grim. Oh God. Oh my God. Let's hold on a second. Uh, Are any of them just defiant? Ooh, and you can go. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, okay, so here's one. Fritz Saukel, who was Fritz Saukel? He was a um, he was found guilty of war crimes and crimes against humanity. He was like a German. He was a Nazi bureaucrat. Bless um, you. Tell Emily was, bless that, you. Uh, he he said, "I am dying innocent. The sentence is wrong. God protect Germany and make Germany great again." Oh my God! Long make Germany great again. God protect my family. Yeah. Did he so take he was, that phrase? No, I mean surely not from that guy, but but. It was the phrase make Germany great again floating around? Yeah. Gee, did I know that and just not forgot it? Oh my God. Well, then there's, uh, let's see. <sighs> I got to Google. This guy thing. says, I am thankful for the kind of treatment, for the kind treatment during my captivity, and I ask God to accept me with mercy. Let's Fine. see. That's, oh, that's about the best that you could ask for. Oh, this guy's also defiant. Julius Stryker who was the publisher of an anti-Semitic newspaper called Die Stürmer. Um, He said, the Bolsheviks will hang you one day. That was his last words. (laughs) Anyway. I had to Google where the phrase make Germany great again. And yep. Yep. It's It's a Hitler thing. This guy, Arthur Seiss Inquart, who was Austrian? He was the he was the high he was the top official of Austria during the Nazi period. 
he was sentenced. He said, I hope that this execution is the last act of the tragedy of the Second World War and that the lesson taken from this world war will be that peace and understanding should exist between peoples. I believe in Germany. Huh. I believe Germany. in Germany. But these were not the only executions carried out by the Allies. I mean, the, the Nuremberg trials were the most the ones that took the longest and had the most um, sort of process behind them. But there were lots of other executions carried out by the allies, like right after the war of lower level officers and so forth. But anyways, uh, that's Dr. Senator for you. Yeah. Probably yeah. in some sort of fashion, he was involved. Yep. Yep. And then uh, final question. Unfortunately, Kansas city continues to struggle with a high rate of violent crime. How many homicides have been have there been in Kansas City, Missouri so far this year? This year. What this year? 150, 212, 258, or 302? 258. That's right, 258. <laughs> Look, <laughs> always choose C. When in doubt. Um I think the I think the 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 one of the most clever things that this series did was the trading of of sons mm -hmm. i've never seen that and i've seen a lot of gangster films yep that was so cool what a good idea yeah i think that's based on like classical antiquity stories from the bible or oh was from, it yeah um I, i've i've heard of that concept before but i don't i don't know from where uh Let's see if this see if this quick Google search does anything. Uh, no. Inspired from the I don't see it. This thing's all over the place. I don't know. Honestly, it could be that I only think I've heard of it before because like the the sort of plot synopsis of this season came out like a year and a half ago. <laughs> so maybe yeah. when I first heard about it a while ago, I was like, oh, and then it stuck in my head as something that I've always known when in fact it was something I only learned for this. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think we didn't cover everything, but no, how could we cover everything? Yeah. How could we? Think we hit i think we hit some high points had some good tangents yep 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 cool man well sure. that was a good one so we gotta we gotta gotta watch uh intolerable cruelty intolerable cruelty that's up next yep, yep. i yeah. have pretty open schedule for the next two weeks because at this point we're not planning on traveling until the day after christmas okay um let's see for people who are watching along yeah, In intolerable cruelty. If you want to watch it, um, it's on Prime. Is it? I think it used to be. It might have left. Um, I think it's not streaming anywhere. Oh, uh, it's to rent. Yeah, yeah. You can rent it on Amazon. You can get it on probably Stars. I'm guessing. I'll probably just pay the four bucks to rent it on Amazon. The um, Lady Killers is on Amazon for three bucks to rent. It, I mean, sign up for Netflix DVD for one month and just, you know, ten bucks. Uh, well, but that's a less that's 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 less that's fewer dollars than the four plus two. Yeah, but then you can 
squeeze in another movie for that third week. That's I suppose, but I got the I got a big old list of list. stuff to otherwise. Yep. And All right. plus I think that um I think that I after intolerable after Lady Killers was burned after reading and I have that I think. Okay. Well, all right. All right, Let, man. Stay by your apparatus. Stay by that apparatus. Maybe I'll change back the name of the actual podcast. I don't know. We'll see what I do. Well, all right. Say bye. Like. All right. Say bye that apparatus. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.